I want to take a quick moment and give a shout out to our sponsor, Elgato Gaming. If you're a seasoned content creator or interested in creating content, I highly recommend checking out all the Elgato products. One of the many industry-leading game capture devices that Elgato offers, and one I've personally used for the past couple years, is the Elgato HD60S. The HD60S is an external capture card that not only looks good, but provides stunning 1080p, 60fps, and is powered by the Elgato's superior low-latency technology that makes it easy to record, upload, and live stream professional content with ease. It also offers a 3.5 millimeter input for a microphone or an external audio source, whatever you'd like. It's plug and play taken to the next level, literally. So if you want to show off your skill on live streams or just record your gameplay for a highlight video, the Elgato HD60S is my number one recommendation. Pick one up today and support the podcast by going to deserto.com slash Elgato. That's D-E-X-E-R-T-O dot com slash E-L-G-A-T-O. And start creating your own content today. You're listening to the Fortnite Podcast with your host, Too Loud TX and Monster Defense. What up, what up, what up, and welcome to another episode of the Fortnite Podcast. I'm your host, Too Loud TX. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, he didn't go anywhere. He's here, he's back. The man, the man that casted your fall skirmish final. Well, not the finals technically, but you were there for the final tournament at least. The man himself, right. Monster D-Face. What's going on, buddy? How you doing? What is going on, guys? We're back from a festive week and weekend. Oh, uh, man. Excited to be here. A crazy week. I'm sure you guys have, uh, you know, been, been keeping up. Yeah, thank you guys. Thank you guys for, uh, for keeping up. Yeah, up, definitely. Boys? Thanks for stopping by. If you, you know, all the stuff going on in the game right now that we're going to talk about guys you can go to to monsters youtube channel check it out there check out all the videos the updates the the fort nightmare stuff the the video for the special event we're going to talk about that happened today yeah. all that you can find all that content at the number one Fortnite youtube channel monster d faces channel I, I mean i'm claiming it's number one it's not really probably but i don't care i'm claiming it it's, i mean for me yeah, yeah. for me it's number one right monster for everybody <laughs> listening it's their number one no, guys, That's this right. show is brought to you by DeSoto.com and Fortnite Intel. I had a fantastic time talking about Fortnite Intel. Being at, uh, at, at TwitchCon for Fortnite Intel this, this past weekend, it was a blast. I really enjoyed it. We're going to talk about that a little bit. Um, as I said, guys, there's some stuff that just went on at the event that you can also catch on Monsters YouTube channel, so make sure you're checking out there. The highlight for each show is, is going to be on DeSoto's and Monsters to make sure all the good stuff out of there. You gotta look. I, I know I've said this for like two months that we really appreciate your uh, your reviews. We really do appreciate it. It helps other people find the show. I haven't had a moment to actually sit down and go through five hundred of those and read them off yet. And I'm gonna try to do it probably at the end of next week's episode. So I have some time. Hopefully this week I'm gonna be off. I'm gonna read those. Probably put them at the end because there's just so many. Uh, but definitely want to give a shout out to everybody that's listening at iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Dash Radio, Player.fm, wherever you are, Stitcher. Thank you so much, guys, for for tuning in every week. And uh, you know, we we wouldn't be doing the show without you. So we really appreciate the support. Yeah, if you can't tell, if you're watching this monster, I'm I'm going with the the no shave November. And I, my oh, as my wife said, I'm, I'm, I'm looking dirty. You know, I, I, <laughs> I'm, I'm looking dirty. So it's, it's funny that you said that. I was gonna warn you beforehand, like, yo, by the way, I, I know you probably see the scruff is gonna start kicking in. Bro, look going. at this. This is this is scruff. Hey, this, I mean, I'm looking like a homeless one. dude, bro. I'm I'm just straight up no, I mean, just just looking shabby. But uh, you know, I'm 
I know I'm I'm married, so I'm not really partaking in the other no November, you know, disclosure <laughs> that everybody else is yeah, yeah. perhaps partaking into, which is absolutely hilarious. Um <laughs> I, I think it's a new one this year, isn't it? Isn't no nut November a new one? Right? Definitely new. Definitely new. I will leave it there for any families that are listening. You guys can talk to your kids about all those things that ha- don't happen in November, supposedly. Uh but okay. interesting, interesting month. You know, and these people obviously that we share this community with are hilarious. And, you know, brings us to TwitchCon that we had a blast at. Uh, I know for me and you, we were super busy. We got to sit down and eat a couple of tacos together, which we can talk about those disappointing <laughs> tacos. But, uh, I mean, let's kick it off here. Let, let's walk, let everybody walk through kind of our experience at TwitchCon. And why, why don't you break it down quickly? Get us to getting there and your, your, your trip there and, and what kicked you off. What was the first thing you did when you dropped in San Jose? Yeah, so my weekend went great. Uh, most importantly, the travels are perfect. I know for anyone out there that takes flights, you just hope that you get an on-time flight. You don't care what the flight looks like. <laughs> uh, yeah, great flights because they were on time. Can't complain. Uh, so yeah, touching down in San Jose, we had like a 200 IQ play. We landed like 40 minutes outside of San Jose, then took a cab in because that was the only way to get a single flight in. So, so you, you, uh, you flew into SFO? Yeah, yeah, we took a direct flight. No, actually to Oakland. Oh, okay. So, so just next to that. Um, but yeah, we we found ourselves some direct flights, and it was, it was pretty perfect. But getting there, we we ended up uh, checking out the Discord party, which is pretty awesome. It was like a huge museum. They uh they had some you know some artists there. They they opened up the entire museum to the public. Yeah, people drinking, walking around. It, it was pretty nice to be able to like casually kind of you know have a museum tour and at the same time party so right. it's a little bit of the first experience for us and, and miss lady d face was with you in case yeah, anybody didn't know like she was yeah, she yeah. was there you know sporting you around making sure you know you were taken care of which she always does so very well uh that's right and and then we so for me i flew in i left at like 10 o'clock on 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 thursday night arrived there this was my first time to actually ever meet anybody from deserto and fortnite intel face to face uh besides matt who's a social media guy i actually knew him uh for some previous things that we did together but uh first time for me to meet any of the owners and i got to meet chris hang out with him but flew in i arrived that night and matt calls me he's like hey bro um i need you to stop and pick up my laptop i left it on the plane Oh God! So here I am flying in at midnight to SFO. I have to walk to the gate he was at, which I landed at gate one. I had to walk to gate three. I'm already exhausted, right? I mean, I was halfway asleep basically on the plane the whole time. And I, I arrive there, find this guy. I go through this whole ordeal and come to find out they've locked his laptop up in a cage that no one has a key to, supposedly. Oh God! So after about like an hour and a half, I finally get in the car. I, I, I take, a, I take a, a lift, which was the most interesting lift in the whole world, okay? This lift was super interesting. So, I, and, 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 you know, no, no problem with anybody that does any of these things in their car. But I get picked up by a very interesting individual that decided that candles uh, burning in his car was a great idea. So he has, uh, no way, he has candles lit in the front <laughs> and the back of his car. He has these empty wine bottles with these flowers that are basically almost dead in them. Um, and incense burning in his car. And then in the back, he's got like a shag cover over, over the, over the seats. And then he's got these cards that are laminated that are going around the back of his chair that have all these facts about your driver. Right. And like about him 
And it was, it was kind of interesting, I'm not going to lie. And the dude was super talkative, although we almost died twice driving at night. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, it was it was insane. I mean, he was flying so down the highway. It was... You, you got picked up by a hippie-loving yes, incense. 100%. <laughs> super crazy situation. Uh, I'm glad I made it to the hotel okay. Trust me, I've never been so happy to make it safely to a spot from an airport. Good. Like, uh, I was very concerned about my life a little bit. So I land there. Uh, I actually get to meet Chris, wake them up. It's like one in the morning, one thirty in the morning and, uh, meet those guys, chat with them for a bit, hit the bed and then head out to TwitchCon the next day. Um, and dude, I don't know about your experience getting into TwitchCon, but it was crazy amount of people. Yeah. And was this your first TwitchCon? No, no, no. So this is this is my third one, and it was definitely third. Wow. Yes, yeah, so I've been to all of them. Um, and just a fun fact for anyone listening, I met LDF, my my lady, at the first TwitchCon. That's how we. That's how we met. Yeah. Oh, so all right. Now, now it's like just a thing. We we attend them all together. Um, but long story short, yeah, this one definitely three times bigger than any of the other ones that they've hosted, and I think the uh, the queue lines have definitely shown that. Well, yeah, I mean, so it took forever to get in there. Luckily, our camera guys got there early and they got in line. And then we were the jerks that were like butting past everybody because they were like at the front um, stand and they, were, they yeah, won't let yeah. us get your passes. So we're like, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. And we, you know, luckily went through and, and we were there. So we got our passes, got in. Um, and this was the smallest. Me- I, you didn't have to go to it, but it was the smallest media room I've ever seen in my life. Like this media room had like two tables and then one table gets the wall. And like we, I come from going to PAX and PAX had like this extravagant area for media, right? Like they had like this, this, this tiered auditorium that was super nice with like all these private areas you could plug into and, and, and like food and water and like TwitchCon was like this little bitty room. So that was super interesting. And luckily I don't spend a lot of time in there. I, I spent most of my time at the Fortnite booth, but you know, made it out to Fortnite booth, which basically for anybody that wasn't there. The Fortnite Hall was what they call, I think, the South Hall, right? Wasn't that what it was called? Yeah. I believe so. Yeah. And they, it wasn't the South Hall. They might as well just call it the Fortnite Hall because the entire building was Fortnite related. And this yeah. is where Honestly, everybody played. I, I, I didn't even call it TwitchCon. It was, it was like Fortnite Con, like <laughs> legit. Like yeah. Fortnite area was like nearly as large as the main yep. like area like they they went in there's time. some really cool stuff at twitchcon for anybody that doesn't know i mean everywhere from clothing to fan apparel and you know peripherals keyboards mouses free red bull which thank you so much whoever gave us all that mm-hmm. red bull for free yeah. i really enjoyed that um some amazing people uh like elgato was there had some of their peripherals out, like like the stream deck and Elgato capture cards, all that kind of stuff. Uh, so all that was there, which is really incredible. And, you know, tons of great people. But I felt like you, I'm like you, it was Fortnite Con for the most part, which is, I would say, also kind of how I felt at PAX. PAX was a little different because there was more gaming companies there, more demos and stuff like that happening. But it was definitely a big, heavy part to do with Fortnite. And it seemed like a lot of people were going to TwitchCon as well to experience Fortnite and what was going on there. So for everybody that doesn't know, this tent held everything from this nerf area, which I think was poorly actually designed because the nerf area was pretty mm-hmm. cool, but no one really even noticed it was there because it was off to the left when you walked in. 
Then you got the store, the putting green area. Then you have the viewing area, the casting area you're at, uh, and a player's area, and then where the players played. Um, and that's kind of going left for right for when you walked in this tent. So, but what's really neat about this event for me, Monster, before even catching up with you is, I like PAX, since I get to go to PAX, and I was the guy there, and this is, you know, not touching myself in the back or anything like that, but because I was at PAX and I started to develop relationships with these pros, it was really cool to start encountering these pros and they knew who I was at this point, right? And so the, every event that I go to from my side, right, you, yours is a little different because you're a caster, you've been in front of the faces, a lot of people know who you are, you have great content. But for me, you know, it's mainly this podcast and then any other content that I've done on the side for, for Fortnite. But these guys are starting to recognize me. So it's really cool when I walk up to Aiden, he's like, hey, you want to do an interview? I'm like, I was about to ask you, but absolutely, I want to do an interview with you, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that was really fun. And then, of course, I got to meet with some other stuff that we'll probably get to talk about next week. With some other companies that have some other Fortnite exclusive stuff that's coming out, which is really cool. Uh, and so that was a really nice event. And then, you know, I'm like, hey, Monster, where are you at? You're like, I'm in line getting food. I'm like, food? Where's food at? I'm starving. Little did you know, when I walked over there, did I know you had been standing there for like 25 minutes already. You had Dude, picked the shortest I, line yeah. ever, and we were still in the shortest line ever. It was still the, the shortest line, time. but it took <laughs> the longest out of all the lines. Exactly. I mean, uh, what, what? So for everybody that knows, I go over there. I'm like, hey, where you at? I, I you know, we're, tweet, we're, we're texting each other back and forth. I find him. He's saying a lot. Lady D face him. Hey, what's up? I'm saying hi to everybody. Connor's there. By the way, Connor won money. And that's freaking amazing. Shout out to Connor. $15. Bro, shout out to you. Yeah. So um, me, I'm meeting everybody, saying hi to everybody. I'm like, bro, how long have you been in this line? You're like, like 30 minutes, dude. Like 25, 30 minutes. This lady was the slowest deliverer of tacos in the whole world literally getting orders wrong i asked for like a coca-cola she brought back a sprite it, it was just it was, it was pretty rough but i was to the point too when i got to the front so i'm not going to argue i'm going to take the sprite yeah, i'm going to yeah. take whatever chicken whatever she serves me and i'm out of here dudes <laughs> yeah but for everybody that like, wants to know like this is pre-made stuff they literally take the taco throw the meat in there throw the whatever slaw oh, that they awesome. had on top and and all give she it. has to do is just is tell the guys in the back to to bring it like and that's it. She her job is to pick it up and put it in the front and charge people. I don't know how she took this process <laughs> and held up the line for like ten times longer than what it needed to be, guys. I mean, if if you could describe making something hard that's super easy, this woman was the <laughs> ultimate one. Yeah. You know, I, shout out to her. Maybe she's having a long day. Maybe it was a bad day, but she had a really um, hard time doing this job. Really hard time. And and it was quite amazing to me uh, that that it, w- it was so difficult for her to literally like... But the thing was, is like, after you gave her your order, I waited. I'm literally right behind Monster. I probably waited five minutes, at least, just for the order to be taken. Because this lady asked Monster her, his order like five times. Yeah. And got it wrong. Like in, in different ways too. Like not, not just got it wrong, like in different ways got the order. So I, I didn't I didn't even bother correcting it. Yeah. I mean, I just, it, it, it's not yeah, like it's not like she had a lot of orders she was fulfilling at one time. It's literally she took an order and then she fulfilled the order and then went to the next person. And uh, that mm. might have even been a slow process that was causing her to be slow. But the fact that like you asked for certain tacos, she hands you different tacos. Does yep. not make any sense to me. 
and forgot the fruit and then got the wrong soda. (laughs) I don't know how you do that. Oh man. So anyways, we finally get our food, sit down. Um, I don't, if this is a representation of what California tacos are, I'm sorry, people from California. That is a poor (laughs) taco. Uh, and hopefully it's not a representation of you guys. I actually had some pretty good food while I was there at other restaurants. Um, really cool wing place that was down there. That was phenomenal, by the way. Um, but yeah, so we had the tacos. We got to chat a little bit, talk a little bit. Then I went off to do my interviews. Uh, and you and you began to uh, you know continue to say hi to everybody and see fans and everybody else that you guys were, were hanging out with there. And, you know, I, I think day one was a crazy good event. We saw Cloaksy and Tifu literally pop off the first game. I mean, was was that your thinking? I mean, you see these scrims, you talk a lot to these pros. Was I mean, is Tifu and Cloaksy really were they the top going in there? Uh, so like I really had a lot of money on teams like the Ghost Squad, uh, the Atlantis team that came from the EU, especially after they qualified, and of course the Days Boys. Um, and, and I mean, they all showed up and really put in good work. I think obviously Cloaksy and Tfue did exceptionally well coming out with first place, obviously. Right. Uh, but that, that's, that's part to do with those nerves of steel that they get just from, you know, like they, it, two factors, right? One, they don't need the money. So it's not like other people where they, they could, they could come in dead last and just be like, man, whatever we try. Right. It was great. Right. Um, so, so they don't have that factor of pressure. And two, they are, of course, used to the attention. So they're, they're ice cold in the booth when it comes down to playing and stuff like yeah. that. Like they're good. So I think with like having nerves of steel and just like no pressure on them uh, from a monetary sense, because they're just there to kind of play the game, have fun and be competitors. That was just like the ice on the game for them to just go out there and crush the competition. Uh, just, just how everyone thought they would. So it was crazy. Yeah, that that it was it was very uh it was very interesting to see how that worked out, right? I mean, they showed up. There's no question. I mean, Tifu's always yeah. been talked about to be one of the best. Cloaksy, obviously, I think really making his staple here because he had 22 kills in the finals. 22 yeah. of their, of, I think, of their 26 or 24 kills was by Cloaksy. Yeah, it was, it was like it must have been like 28 kills. I think Tifu racked like six by himself and like. Yeah, Cloaksy, the rest were all points. To That's Cloaksy. nuts. Absolutely crazy. nuts. So he, they, you know, they came out on top, Heat won. Heat two was fantastic to watch our boy Vape Jesus literally yep. come back from not being in the top 12. Last game, him and his boy Payne literally break it off. And I mean, Payne lost his mind that last game, just lost his mind going crazy good. Him and Vape both. The communication was insane. Watching that come down to the... I mean, this is the last game of the Heat 2. If they want to keep their weekend going, they got to they gotta secure it. And they're against people like Vivid, bro. Like, this Heat was stacked. Yeah, for anybody that, heat, that doesn't that know, heat. that Heat was super stacked. You had Vivid. You had you had Vape Jesus in there. I mean, it, 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 I mean, from the top to the bottom, you guys are going to look at the roster. It was just absolutely stacked with people. And some of the... Lots of people we've had on the show. And mm-hmm. coming out on top, like when you go in, like you talk, you talk about nerves of steel, right? Yeah. And you, you get into that position. How, how is it different for someone that's out there that's playing like, oh, they play in tournaments all the time. What's different about a land? What is it about the mindset difference now that you've been there and seen it yourself? What's the difference there than playing on a normal tournament on Fortnite Fridays? 
Yeah, I mean, like, like again, the difference is you're you're in that room, right? You, you don't have warm up time, so like, and then you also know, like, this this is these you only get one shot here. Like, there's so much more pressure that goes into it. Um, I think most importantly is that like not being able to warm up, like you just sit there, they put you in front of your screen, and like that's it, dude. It's a waiting game, and when they queue, like you're in. Yeah, and that that that's it. It's game time. So when you see people come in there and they're they're they look like they've been playing all day, you got to give them an extra round of applause and like just a, just a little more appreciation for these competitors because they are playing with cold hands and they're making it look easy. Um, so yeah, yeah, big big kudos to everyone that that can compete under these you know circumstances of pressure, uh, different peripherals, right? You're talking yeah. different keyboard. Uh, mouse, the chair you're sitting on, right? The spring in the back. Like these are all, everything feels so different. Um, where you're sitting, you, you have the outside factors of, of lights and then cameramen. You, yeah. There's a lot going on, man. Uh, but but at the same time, it's also a lot of fun. You just get in your zone and then you start playing, man. And, and the temperature, the temperature in that room I heard was deadly for everybody. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, I got lucky when I played, it was the first games of the day. So I had the whole cool. Well, atmosphere. That, and you, that and you played on Sunday, <laughs> which by Sunday they had already brought in these huge yeah, yeah, trucks. Exactly. Yeah, they cooled it down and, and they yes, brought these Saturday, huge air vents. And yes, yeah, Saturday was a nightmare. Saturday like was literally heat three and heat four. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. And, and so I'm sitting in the front talking about that, like moving from heat two where vape just killed it and a cool night event. I actually, uh, I, I got to stay inside the arena after everybody got pushed out. So literally it's, mm like all the Fortnite and epic people and then me and my two camera guys that was it that was all that was in there it was mm -hmm. so fun uh shout out to Fortnite for for letting the media which really we were the only ones left staying there and um, being able to try to get some of these guys for interviews which we did and it was a lot of fun uh but moving into heat three and and heat four like dude sunday i'm uh, saturday i'm sitting in the auditorium like watching this right sitting out in the benches and i'm sweating and then I yeah. go to interview the first guys after game three. And I think it was, um, man, who, who, I, I don't even remember who the first person that was that I interviewed after heat three. They are pouring sweat. These dudes are literally sweating <laughs> because not only was it hot where we were, right? And the lights and stuff that were going on out there, but number one, no lights were directly on any of us. And number two, we were by the exits for the most part. So there was some ventilation, but number three, we didn't have a hundred PCs surrounded by Pexi glass in a room. Yeah right look and all that <laughs> yeah yeah cameras lights everything that was going on i mean, absolutely crazy it was definitely heat what did you think about what did you think about the um what was it that they called it you were the caster you probably knew better than i do but uh for the 10 minutes that they got to make it make it rain bonus make it rain bonus yeah. how did you think that make it rain bonus worked out i think it worked out um, heat three, especially make it rain bonus one didn't connect with any players. And then our game one and heat three, it didn't connect. So the way it worked, they then take that prize when they carry it into the next uh, round. So like game two, we suddenly saw like from no one going for it to just one of the nastiest slave fests we ever seen of just like players trying to play like putting the pedal to the metal guys really going for it. And it, like dudes are pushing players and, and, and diving in one by ones. And it feels so crazy when you're sitting there, you just hear the horn blast off. So and the lights change. Yeah. 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 They blink lights and you can see all this stuff from, you know, the, the you know, the corner of your eyes and stuff like that, no matter what you're doing. 
Like, you know, it's, it's active. And, and I mean, the players showed up for it. I thought it was a great incentive to kind of play around, uh, you know, during the games. And it was a little different uh, take on it because in the past you did like highest Elam before the rounds over or whatever right. the heat, right. You get paid. This time it was like, no, oh, we're going to give you a segment. So, you know, you can go for it right here, right now, if you want. And it was, and also, people, it was always circle three and four, right? Yeah, I think it was on the money as soon as circle, like, yeah, like you said, like circle three came or something like so. that, which according to statistics or something is one of the slowest zones all the time. So they yep. were like, all right, they're in a slowest zone. If you want to go for it, we're going to give you guys some extra spice to really make you guys want to play instead of waiting the zone out. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. They I, let, it, let it last like two storm zones or something like that. So you had some time to play with it. Was it, what was it? Was it the finals? I want to say one of them racked up to like 40 grand, 30 or 40 grand. It went like three Something or four. Like it might've been one where like Aiden and Nick Merckx had make it rain going and they were pushing every one. Oh by one. my gosh. That was it, like yeah. actually not. That was so fun to watch. All right. That was, and that was heat three. It, that was pure, pure domination. Like yeah. pure domination. Yeah. Heat three was, was phenomenal. A lot of, just like two, there was a lot of big names. One and four seemed to be the lower Big names, uh, a lot of great players, a lot of great players from the EU as well. The best part, like Heat One, was interesting because you had Tiffin Cloxy obviously open up and then take Heat One with first place, you know, you know, go figure, right? But like also Atlantis Mitro came in second, which is like he's like number one seed for EU scene, right? So like I found that whole like just everything about Heat One was really great. Um, I, I, I would give it to like Heat Four being the slowest, but I think they had the most pressure. Because, you know, being the last competitors of the day and, of course, the last to really figure out if you qualify, there had to be so much more pressure on those guys. Right. Like, think about it. Like, you already see your boys like, oh, man, this guy made it. Oh, he made it, right? They didn't. How am I going to do it? You know, like, it must have been so much pressure to be in Heat 4. I wouldn't have wanted to be there. Yeah, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't have wanted to be there either. I, I can't imagine just going through that in general. Like, there's enough pressure just to make it when everybody starts making it anyways. So let alone making it yeah. with, you know, trying to trying to be there and be the last people in so like yep. for me like that, that that pressure would just be insane I, I i don't even know i couldn't even play it in the stream invitation although that was more of a fun <laughs> thing i, I would have been i'd been super nervous there i mean there's a there's there's a lot to go into these type of events and be able to prepare your mind we've talked about this before just preparing your mind and being stable uh going through it uh when you when you look at the event what was your what was your favorite I mean, it's got to be number three, right? That's going to be your favorite. Yeah, of, of all the heat. games throughout the weekend, outside of like finals, just because, you know, it's finals, how could you not be hyped about finals? Uh, heat three, and I watched every heat, and I was super critical of what was going on. Heat three was literally the best heat and, and the best set of games I think we've ever seen in competitive Fortnite. There was that one point that we were approaching end zone, and it was like almost a normal game. There were like just 20 players. And I was like, have you ever seen a Fortnite like competitive game where people are actually dying. Like yeah. there's only like 20, 30 players left. There's normally 60 guys here. It's like, I don't know what's up with this heat, but people are going for it. And we just had highlights, man. It was great to watch. It was, it was great to watch and great to hear you cast. I was in the audience. If you see the file, if you look right behind monster, like in between monster <laughs> and, and Zeke, <laughs> I'm right up in there, right in the middle in the back. But uh, uh, the crowd was, was a lot of fun. I mean, it, it, it was, it got very hyped and that's the atmosphere that I like. The one thing yeah. I'll say about these events, what I really, really hope ends up happening and, and this, it couldn't be done the way I'm sure and it, it would be hard to have this set up anywhere you are. I just wish that the players could see the crowd. 
I wish the players could experience what is going on in the crowd in those moments because I feel like what's really fun about an eSport event right now is typically you have 5v5, right? I mean, whether it be League, whether it be Call of Duty, these are the big ones. You know, you have CSGO, right? It's 5v5 in most of those cases. And those players are getting to see that audience. And like when when you clutch that game at the end for that victory, the crowd is going nuts, but you, and and it's cool because, because of a hundred players being in the room for Fortnite, some of those pros are getting excited for each other. All the PCs aiming inwards or something. And then like screens at a four way conjunction. I don't know. So you can see past, but like the problem is real time VR. Yeah. You know, how could you not look up right and look at the screen so you gotta be careful with that too yeah yeah no you're right you're right i what i would like to see but they, you can hear the crowd they can hear it so you feel the atmosphere in the back because you know again i was sitting in the in the back booth it's not that far off guys yeah, yeah it's not like, it's a few screens back um maybe like two three hundred feet but like you can hear when the crowd roars like it is a nice feeling yeah. uh just sitting up there in the cast room when I'm, I'm losing my mind they're losing their mind it is like everyone's together it's so good yeah I, I i this is what i would say if there's any way they could ever do it where the screen is like right here and the players are right to the right of the screen where they can't see it but like that room you know, essentially be set yeah, up yeah, yeah. where, right. where, where like, well, the screen's right here and we're looking at them on the other side. That would be the perfect them. setup. Yeah. That way you can see the players. You can see them enter. Cause like, here's the other thing, the whole experience right now of when they walk in and they sit down and the casters get ready and you guys are doing fill, right? You're filling the time. Just, ima- can't feel that. just imagine, just imagine this. All right. All of a sudden, Tifu Cloaksy you know, Nate Hill, you know, freaking Vape Jesus, Vivid, uh, Poach, all these guys start walking in to get at their computers and the crowd sees it. They're going to stand up and start roaring, screaming, yeah, right? Like yeah, that would yeah. be a thing. Like that would be a thing. And oh, then absolutely. like to me, like it's almost like a boxing match, right? When people enter, enter in and they have the theme music going and they're getting pumped and they're introducing them, right? Like that's a similar kind of thing for me is like, these players come in typically at these other esports events. They come in, they announce them, you know, and then the crowd gets a gets a chance to react or scream or whatever. And then the players sit down, and then they get to the game. And like that's the one part that I think is really missing right now from these events is that I feel yeah, like it, it would it would still be sick too. Like maybe if they just had them have to walk past the big screen and just have profiles coming up, yeah, or like you know just randomly popping up while the yeah, like dude, I could imagine how the crowd would feel seeing the players walk by. It is definitely something that, like you point out, is just missing from the uh, from the scene just a little bit. There. Yeah, yeah. It, it would just it would be really cool. Uh, it'd be it'd be a really cool feeling. I think and create a great atmosphere. And I'll say this: Epic continues to make these events better. You've seen from from the pro am to PAX to now, they are. I mean, even even their client, which they spent a lot of time in their client, their viewing client, and being able to watch that. And you saw improvements probably from it's summer skirmish to to, yeah, to this event sure. right yeah. and and getting to talk with some of the, the great people at epic i know and you know as well that they're just getting they're just getting started like they're just getting oh, yeah. started and yep. i'm super excited to see how this community continues to roll the last thing i want to say about the event is were you surprised right you've we've talked to these guys we have on the show you've talked to them privately you're in the discord but are you surprised about how close this community this pro scene is to each other like these guys, this isn't, 
for everybody out there that doesn't hasn't had to got to experience this, this isn't BS. Like for real, when you talk about like phase guys and liquid guys and TSM guys, all these teams, you think, oh, maybe there's a little rivalry, there's some bitterness, there's some hardships. They don't maybe they don't talk to each other. I I, I mean, I'll be the first to say I am so amazed by the culture that surrounds this, these pros and, and this pro scene. And you make fun of it if you want to. Say it's not a pro scene, whatever. But I can tell you this. These guys are competitive, but they really care about each other. And they actually are super genuine people, most of them, and nice to each other. Like, and that's yeah. what's so surprising well, to me. Yeah, it's actually legit. Like when we were even getting ready for the stream invitation, you had like viewers mixed in with, um, you know, content creators, basically. And yeah, it was, it was dope. Like I was sitting with uh phase space line and then myth came and then we were kicking it with Hamlin's and Lupo walked out of nowhere. It was just like, Oh you, 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 you know what I mean? It was just like all of us, like just dudes just hanging out and everyone's super genuine. People were, you know, wishing each other luck and like, Oh, what's your game plan? And you know what I mean? Everyone's just kicking it ready to not only compete against one another, but ultimately like still having fun and being super, um, you know, just, just open-minded and open-hearted with other people. And you know, Why do you, really a lot of, First time meeting. Why do you think the ego levels don't shine through here? Right. I'm not saying there's no one that has an ego. I'm not saying anybody, but for the most part, like it's like everybody respects each other as a player or or also as a content creator. Yeah, I, I think a lot of it is because think of all the new names. It's not like anyone, you know, outside there's a few exceptions, right? Let's ninja, for example, popular came here, mega popular. Right. But like you have like myth who is, you know not very popular right he played a small game to then become a megastar and that's really the story of like all of these people that grew with the game and became faces of the game and you got to watch your friends grow with you yeah so like i think that's probably the most awesome part is that like dude not too long ago you had 10 viewers now you have a thousand (laughs) me too right i know what that's like it's crazy so like everyone's so happy for for each other's success um, because everyone's making it. There's so much room for everyone. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. I, I, even with as saturated as this game is, you know, there's still space for people to grow, which I, is crazy. I see pros follow other pros all the time, get the notifications. They shout them out. Um, yep. You know, I, I remember we had, when we had Vivid on, he had 3,000 followers. He's at like 40,000 on or 30,000 yeah, on, and, and on like Twitter. When I saw Vivian, he gave me a hug and he was like, yeah, we'll take a picture later, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and that, and that was funny because uh, I'm one to like not expect people to know who I am. So of course I, you know, I extend my hand. I'm like, Hey, uh, monster. Nice to meet you. And they were like, dude, like, Man, give you me know, a hug, like, bro. Yeah. yeah. What do you mean? But like, you know, I just, I kind of keep it very humble when I'm introducing myself because the last thing, like, and I, I get this all the time. People come up to me, say their name. And I'm just like, uh, who like great like right. <laughs> so like you know what i mean people just expect people to know people but um you know ultimately it, it, it's an awesome atmosphere over there everyone's super open to meeting each other it was it was a great time i think epic also does a good job when you talk about sundown and lumen and mooney right they do a good job of managing an arctic they do a good job of, of managing who they're highlighting and who they're inviting to these events and it's really yeah it's weeded out some of the people you know, and, uh, yeah. and, and I will say this, if you want to be in a pro scene and you want to be a negative person, you're probably not going to have a lot of luck. I'm just going to say that out loud. Like, yeah. And I mean, that goes with anything. Why would a game company want to have someone represent them? That's not, you know, being a, a figure in the community, yeah. like point blank. It's common sense. Do you expect to get a, a job promotion if, if you're, you know, being the douchiest guy out there, right? Like, no, you're not going to get promoted. Like, be, be a cool guy, dude. Yep. <laughs> like, That's true. Point That's blank. True. 
Well, let's jump over to our couple quick topics of the week. And another thing going on is the return of Fort Nightmares. We got to see it last year. The Skull Trooper came out. Now we obviously got it back. For all of you criers out there, it shouldn't have brought it back. I don't care what you say. <laughs> they shouldn't have brought it back. Uh, you know, but they did, and it is what it is. You crybabies, bunch of crybabies in the community. No, I know. <laughs> Even we released the siphon. Like, <laughs> nothing's safe anymore, guys. So, nah, nothing's you know. safe. Nothing's safe. And we've talked about it before. Epic really, at the end of the day, they don't want people like selling accounts for a lot of money just because you can't get a skin. Right. So I think that's that's, what, why that's why they did it. That's really what it boils down to. But talk about Fortnite Nightmares really quick. If you guys didn't get to it, sorry, it's over. It's done. Bye-bye. Adios. You didn't get the cool glider. You didn't get the cool freaking uh, uh, whatever fall effect, whatever it is. Trail. You didn't get none of that. You didn't didn't get none of it. But I got to ask you, Monster, did you get it? So I grinded for the Contrail and the glider. And as much as I hate doing quests, I made sure like I sucked it up to do those. I didn't get the sticker and the spray. Me neither. Too much questing for me to stomach same for but you i did i did enough for the contrail and and the, and the glider yeah they, they were sick. like the contrail is one of the sickest things in the game yeah the glider's Super cool nice. too i i did both of yeah. those um i'm glad that i didn't have to do everything to get the glider right like yeah you just had to do an xyz amount of a certain amount i think quests. 14 challenges total so that was really cool i'm really glad that we got we got that taken care of i i as well grinded out i helped my son grind it out yesterday so he could have it you know because of course then he's really madly that's not fair you have all this and i don't have it you know so i I helped him grind out and get it and you before we jump into the patch and what we got there and how that affected also twitchcon a little bit how about after fortnite is over you luckily i was not at home but you experienced the big change. So yeah, talk the, us through that, man. In-game event, guys. The actual live in-game event. One of the sickest things, again, that I've experienced in any video game. Uh, it was date back to the missile. The missile was awesome watching the launch off. This was even like crazier. I think they topped it. They allowed every player to interact. And also, you weren't able to get eliminated by other people. So it was really awesome to like get sucked into the cube exploding and then like flow and you touch a butterfly. Oh, let's stop right there. So if you got in a game to watch the event, you couldn't get eliminated? Not when the event started. So up until that, like you could get eliminated. So when I landed, we took over a factory and just huddled down. They're like, no one's killing us, dude. We're staying here. But once it all started and, and you know, the cube uh, kind of exploded and stuff and you were sucked into the vortex, everyone was kind of safe and sound. Um, and then you got to experience the whole like matrix effect of floating around with all the other 100 players in the lobby um, with this butterfly effect kind of going on. Then when they dumped you out, you it was like Armageddon, dude. All hell broke loose. The war was going down. Everyone's dumped right on top of Loot Lake. And everyone knows dive, dude. It was just just everyone slayed each other. Uh, it was a great event. It was a lot of fun. And I think the best part was like after it was all because it was like one of the most calming things ever. Had music playing and, and just it was so majestic. So so the, so the, the cube blows up. So the cube blows up, you go into this realm that's 
all just white, ma- right? It's right. basically white matrix. You're all kind of floating in 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 nowhere, right? You're floating in in no yeah. space. Now, a little light comes up in front of you, from what I understand, and yeah, a butterfly and you, appears. You your character, yeah, you start moving towards it, and then the butterfly appears. And it's floating around and your character model actually follows it with a head. So you know where it's at at all times. It was so crazy how they did it all live in game, mind you. So like your character's looking around and you're moving with the character to, to you know, track the butterfly, or whatever. And then a cutscene happens again and you touch it. And when you touch it, you come back to reality and it dumps you back in the world. And that's where the game kicks back off. And Oh my gosh. VR kicks off. I got it. I got, uh, so to you, this is best of, best in game event so far. Yeah, like the, the missile was definitely one of the greatest things. It was the first one, so we need to expect something pretty awesome. But like this one was just equally as like insane because no one knew what was going to happen, and then more importantly, experiencing it was like, man, this was definitely worth it. You know, so it was great. It's crazy because they keep somehow they keep bringing it up. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Epic. And, and I mean. It's really not over because something fell in the world and then it was patched up. So, you know, the story goes on. Little speculations have already begun. And now <laughs> all the islands are are basically Loot Lake is full of islands that yep. are all around it. Um, maybe now they'll freeze it over for Christmas so I can go ice skating on it. I'm just begging you, <laughs> Epic, please freeze it over. Freeze over the river. I'm I'm telling you, how cool yeah, it'd I mean, be be able to like just island. slide down the river. Just yeah. slide down it so fast. It'd be crazy. Um, well, we had a lot of changes. I don't want to break it down too much. Go check out Monsters video if you want to hear all the patch changes that happened in 6.2.1 or 6.21. Um, but basically, I want to grab a couple quick things. We had balloons, we had the grappler change, we had vaulted, the sniper, the auto semi auto auto sniper got vaulted. Guided missile went away again, who no one cared about anyway, so leave it out of the game forever. Um, <laughs> dual pistols, which um, you know, I'm sad actually, I actually like those, but we had this 25% of explosive damage that will penetrate through structures, which went away really quickly. Quickly reverted. <laughs> uh, how, how bad was that, by the way? I knew it was bad the moment I read it. And then I was like, no, let's let's go play a game, see what it's like. It was exactly what I thought it was. It was terrible. Happily changed it. Yeah, there's no counter to it. Like, you're taking yeah, damage no matter if you put up a wall or not. Like, I had, I had a tweet go viral because I was like, this is what Epic wants. Doing, doing, doing. I was like blowing some guy up and won the game. I was like, how's that balance? I was like, and now we float away with balloons and we just flew out. Like, <laughs> Yeah, so yeah. That that went away real quick. Like within 48 hours, guys, like that thing was gone. Yeah. Uh, they Next came day. back and said thanks for the feedback. They switched it. Look, this one goes along with what I think I said after the PAX event, I got to talk to Epic, and after this event is they're going to try stuff. If it doesn't work, they're not against that. They're going to do what the community wants. They're going to listen to you guys. Yeah. Here they go. Yeah, I think I think it's also important for people to not jump to conclusions and you know again be positive, constructive criticism, right? Just just be if if you want to be hypercritical about something you don't like, voice it and just just be respectful to the devs and they'll take care of it. Um, and I mean, a lot of people were obviously salty little nuggets as soon as you know they read I mean? that. Yeah, yeah, like dead and blah blah blah. Like relax, guys. They're trying something. Uh, if, you know, if you don't like it, just voice yourself in the right ways, and we'll get it changed. So after some open discussion, Epic Games realized like, all right, this is not the balanced direction, but this is what we're trying to get to. Right. So I like, I like the transparency. Tons of other stuff, audio changes, guys, you want to go check them out. Like it's easier to hear gliders now while shooting and harvesting. Um, They had done some things for Fortnite mares that's gone uh, with crossbow and stuff like that. But 
the and, and mobile. And by the way, there is an update for mobile. We're not going to go through it today. There's a big update for mobile coming. Go read the patch note that's there. It's like literally all about mobile. So if you're interested in mobile, sorry, we're not going to cover that right now. Um, but the two things that I want to talk about, number one, balloons. Number two, glider redeploy. And this was something that we saw shown at at TwitchCon. We got this right before yeah. TwitchCon. By the way, they disabled, if you didn't get to watch it, they did disable all the Fort Nightmare stuff for TwitchCon. So like that weekend, you didn't have to worry about like monsters and stuff like that at the end of the game, which I think was the right choice. But we got glider redeploy and balloons. Let's talk real quick balloons because I know glider deploy, we're going to have more to talk about. Balloons added, you get 20 balloons. Basically pop them, you go straight up in the air, up to like six balloons at a time, and then you can either let go of them one at a time, or let them go all at once, and then glide, right? With the glider redeploy. Is this a good item? Is it worth ever picking up? Absolutely. Balloons are like my new favorite thing in my loadouts for aggressive players. I think you guys, if you get in your rhythm with them, and you know how to rotate with them, they're so good. Uh, Two reasons. Your rotations are completely silent. And they're faster. So if you are going to ever rotate, I don't do six balloons, float all the way up, let go and glider in. I pop one and infinite bounce um, to wherever my next location is. So you're traveling way faster on, on foot. It's like having a vehicle in your pocket. Uh, I, I love the balloon system. Absolutely. I, we, we should probably drop our tip and trick right here. Real quick. Here we go. You asked, do we have tips? Of course. And do we have tricks? Oh, yes, we do. Give us the tip. Balloons. Let's go. So again, guys, if you guys didn't catch that first time, rotating with balloons is the way to go, guys. So having this kind of thing in your inventory is so good. If you pop one balloon and you bunny hop, you're moving faster uh, as far as your travel time goes. So don't pop two, don't pop three, and then jump. You'll move very slow. It's, it's pretty tedious. But if you just hit one, it picks up your momentum just enough to continue to hit uh, the hops. And if you know how to B-hop, which... We talked in in a previous video where you kind of keep your momentum going. You are literally skipping and gliding with these balloons, which you can use in mid PVP combat. So you can go from balloon rotations to quickly build instantaneous without, you know, skipping a beat. And also if you're in like build fights, you can use the balloon to just get some crazy hop distances to other players one by ones when they're on ramp rush and stuff like that to re-angle. It's pretty crazy. Um, it, it's hard to explain, but like when you get it down, it looks so majestic in, in PvP. You're also extremely silent, so you can land on players without them even realizing you're right behind them. Put a shotgun out, literally to their head, and pop them, and they're done. And you, you can start off some huge openers with balloons. Yeah, it, it, they are very interesting to see. I'm, I'm interested to see how they continue to make play in the pro scene as well. Saw a little bit of it, but not much. Um, right. The 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 thing I will say for controllers is I took me a second, maybe you guys already know this, but L1, uh, whether you're playing on PS, uh, PS4 or uh, Xbox, or whether you're playing on Switch, your left bumper will actually let go of all the balloons at one time. So it's not just one balloon at a time. If you're up in the air, you want to let go of all of them. Left bumper lets it out. Um, and that is a, a trick that I think help, was very helpful, especially if you're trying to get up real quick and then make a quick move. Uh, also, I'll tell you this, very fun to jump on a vehicle and then deploy some balloons as a passenger. Oh, I haven't tried that. I saw a video on that, though, by the it, way. It's fun. That was, yeah, yeah, that's really sick. Yeah, you can get somewhere really fast, dude. If yeah, the ATV went crazy. Yeah, you can get somewhere really quick. The 
thing I want to talk about is, and the last thing I want to talk about is the glider redeploy. This has changed the game. Okay, I, I, I sat there and I watched it. I saw what was happening at the event. But then when I got home and I played this, and I don't know about your experience, but like the game is so much faster. So much faster, I feel like. Yeah. There used to be that time, for instance, you get sniped down, right? You had a moment to crawl behind something, your teammate revive you. Now your teammates got to be watching to see what that engagement is like. Because before, and let's say at a jump pad or a launch pad, they weren't getting to you. Now they can just get yeah. to you. It's a completely different world. So to, to hop on this, I'm pro glider redeploy. Initially, it was one of those things on the surface. It kind of, you know, it left me one of those feelings like, oh, this is not the way, man. But then on second thought, I was like, well, there's some good that comes with it. Now from like experiencing the patches and whatnot, as frustrating it is for players to dive on you and stuff like that, there's so much more pro that goes into it. When you're, you know, looking to rotate, looking to, you know, disengage in battle, chasing or hunting down players down that can't escape you because you're, you know, just better at, at what you're doing. Um, I think it plays more into the better players' hands, rotating when you don't have, uh, you know, not, not to burn loads of mats. You can just like, you know, hit these quick glider. Reposition, replays. yeah. Reposition, beating the storm. There's so many things that work and there's only a couple things that hold it back, right? So you look at all the pros, Versus the cons, the, the pros of glider redeploy really outweigh the cons. And that's why some people's like uh, like Poach is a good example. He's for glider redeploy. He likes it um, as much as I do and for a lot of the same reasons because there's a lot of good behind it. Yeah, I agree with you. There's definitely some pros that have said that you know they don't like it because it makes things easier for players right. that are bad to get away. You know, fall damage is taken out for players that maybe get in a battle they shouldn't be into. And you can, you know, you, before you could make, you could punish them for making bad builds. Now it's not as easy, you know, all that, but I'm with you. I actually like it. I also like it from a viewer standpoint. Okay. Because for me, the number one problem with battle Royale games as a whole, and you can say this about PUBG H1Z1 that we've seen and one of the reasons why a lot of people like Call of Duty is because how fast that game is, how fast of a battle royale is. This makes it the fastest battle royale in the world. If Fortnite wasn't already still mm -hmm. the fastest after COD, this is definitely the fastest it is now. For a viewer, I think this also allows Epic to go back and go, we can actually probably make these games faster, aka go back to Blitz mode and say, let's move the storms a little quicker because now players have a way to move, move move faster right. and you can shorten the games which allow for viewers to have a better experience i, I i'm more for uh removing glider redeploy and making balloons permanent like as a trap trap uh, slot placement or when you dive off you pull a balloon that way you you soften the blow of fall damage so fall damage you know risk is there but like gliding away still there and you know mobility still there I think that's the perfect play. Make balloons permanent to replace glider redeploy system. And it's just a, a nice balance, really, because glider redeploy is pretty OP, too, if you think about it. You have infinite glider, no cooldown. You know, you can do everything you want. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. Like you said, it has its pros and its cons. Pros yeah, are probably like, overweighing yeah, the cons it's right not now. not perfectly balanced, guys. So don't think I'm out here advocating like this system is perfect. Uh, it's not. I think I, I have a couple alternatives that I would personally like to see in the game. But ultimately, uh, balloons and gliders, that's that's a big yes for me. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Maybe a, a cooldown too or some type. So you can't just, you know, maybe... Because think about it. If you were on a four-minute cooldown or a five-minute cooldown, you would think... Maybe two. That's a whole storm. <laughs> or, okay, let's say, let's say three-minute cooldown, right? 
It, it would have to be like 45 seconds. No, no, no. It, no, it needs to be long because long. that way – But the reason why I'm saying it needs to be long needs to be – So for everybody that's out there that plays like League of Legends, right, you have an ult, right? And your, your, ultimate, okay. your ultimate is a cooldown that you have to pick when you need to use that. Like true. it true, is the true, perfect true. moment to use it. So if you had it on a, like a three-minute cooldown, you would be like, okay, should I, use a, should I use something else to get out of this fight? Should I fight this fight or am I going to use this now? Right. Because especially when you start talking about like getting out to like the end game, you know, and yeah. people staying up high, then all of a sudden it's like, crap, I got three minutes on this cooldown. I can't stay up high anymore. Man, how sick would it be if they introduced an ultimate like that, except it was a rift to go at all times? You had one ultimate. You know what I mean? Like that'd be pretty sick, though. Now that you mentioned yeah. it, like get into that kind of perspective you're not wrong like it is an ultimate move like you can do so many things with it yeah it's gotta be, it's gotta be something that you like you said you can't overuse it you can't like just use it whenever you want it has to have a cooldown and that's what i like about the balloons there's you know they can be shot down the balloons yep. so you can actually you know, things go wrong and you know what i mean there's there's levels to it but yeah, yeah, I agree. No, I, de I definitely agree with you on it. So there's some things that will be looked at. I, I like the idea. I like the fact that the movement is there to make the game quicker. Uh, and I'm interested to see as they continue forward what they're going to do. Well, guys, that's our discussion for today. Hope you guys enjoyed our stories about TwitchCon. Hope you guys can make it to TwitchCon next year with us because I'm sure we'll be there again. Uh, I mean, it's basically Monster's anniversary place. So, you know, you got to basically <laughs> go there and, and see Monster and, and Lady D-Face as well. Uh, it was great seeing you guys, hanging out with you, man. Uh, I can't wait till the next event so we can do it again. Supposedly Winter Worlds is coming up somewhere. I think that's the talk. We're, you know, we'll maybe in the next couple of weeks we're going to hear about it. I think we will. Um, you know, I and 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 you know what event is my perception. I know you you might already know this that I but I don't know this so I can say it. Is my guess is we're gonna have Winter World or something to that effect, and then we're gonna have the finals probably at Pack South. If I had to place it oh. on how it goes around, Pack South I think it's like end of January and beginning of February somewhere so, around so there. So you don't you don't think Fortnite would just be Fortnite con? You don't think they'll they, I, they're not ambitious I, to I, launch their own? I think they're ambitious to launch their own. I just think there's so much that goes into taking part of a city, right? Yep. And the arrangements, why would they do the extra work to do it when they can just keep thriving and keep building the community at events? Because they're epic games, right? Like <laughs> and, and then again, they can do whatever they want. I, I'm with you. I mean, they, they can tell us they're coming out Winter Worlds and it's going to be in Japan for all I know, right? But if, hey, by the way, if you do that epic, I don't mind it because i'll get to go either way so hey let's go let's go let's do it but yeah guys hope you enjoyed the show let us know what you guys are enjoying what you're disliking about the show what you like about fortnite what you dislike about fortnite what changes you want what you think about the glider redeploy what you think about balloons send all of that to us at fortnitepodcast.gmail.com and i promise you we'll talk about it if you, we can get a bunch of those questions we'll just have a segment next week about questions we let's do a monster ask question segment guys send us send us all these emails we will i will ask monster your questions next week and get you some answers on them maybe it's just more of a thought or a comment send it over to fortnite podcast at gmail.com tell us what you like and what you dislike follow us on twitter at fortnite podcast follow myself too loud tx i've changed it in the past month or two guys if you didn't catch that it is the number two l-o-u-d-t-x and then monster d face m-o-n-s-t-e-r-d-f-a-c-e see his youtube everywhere you go monster tell them where they can find you throughout the week yep as Tula mentioned guys you can find me at all social handles on at monster d face uh, preferably on youtube guys you find all my content up there 24 7 and i do live stream throughout the week so big shouts to everyone that comes in and drops by the live stream on the 
a daily and, and weekly basis. Thank you guys. Yeah, absolutely. We cannot thank you enough for the support you give Monster day in and day out. You give the podcast every single week. You guys make the show. We appreciate you. Keep sending us to events. Keep supporting us. And until next time, dance out those kills and boast in those victory royales. is a two-thought production presented by deserto.com and sponsored by elgato gaming the background music for the elgato ad is brought to you by kevin mcloyd the song is called rainbows and you can visit it at incompetech.com